One day a man was walking through the woods and he came upon a butterfly cocoon. He watched it for quite some time as the creature inside struggled to force its way through the very small opening at the bottom of the cocoon. Well, at one point it seemed like the butterfly had gotten stuck in its little journey to freedom, so the man decided to come to its rescue and offer a helping hand. And what he did was he took a pair of scissors and he widened the opening in the cocoon ever so slightly. Well, of course, the butterfly then came out quite easily. But much to the man's surprise, it didn't fly. All it was able to do was crawl on the ground because its wings were too small and its body was swollen and much too heavy. And sadly, that's how this particular butterfly spent the remainder of his life, his very brief earthly life. What that man did not realize was the butterfly needed to struggle. In fact, every butterfly has to undergo this kind of difficult, challenging experience. As I learned in preparation for this homily, by squirming and struggling to get out of its cocoon, a butterfly forces fluid out of its body and into its wings, a process that makes its body lighter and its wings stronger. Thus, when it does finally manage to get out, it's able to fly on its own. Unless somebody interferes with the process, like this man did, he perceived that this butterfly was suffering in some way, and he tried to shield the creature from the experience. But as he very quickly found out, that was the wrong thing to do. In our relationships with other people, especially our loved ones, we have the same tendency, do we not? We want to shield our loved ones from suffering. We want to protect them from trial, from pain. Now, in some cases, of course, that's exactly what we should try to do. But at other times, it's wrong to try to shield our loved ones in this way. As Simon Peter found out in today's Gospel story from Matthew 16, after Jesus tells him and the other apostles that he will soon suffer and die a horrible death, Peter says, God forbid, Lord, no such thing shall ever happen to you. Jesus then snaps back with those biting words, Get behind me, Satan. You're thinking not as God does, but as human beings do. In other words, Peter, you are trying to shield me. You're trying to shield me from a suffering that I have to experience. For your good, Peter. For your sake, for your salvation. If I don't die, you won't live with me forever in my kingdom. As much as we might hate to admit it, my brothers and sisters, some sufferings in this life are necessary and for our own good. And it's wrong for others to keep us from passing through them. Imagine, for example, a young mother diagnosed with breast cancer. Doctors have told her that she needs radical surgery and extensive chemotherapy or she will die. That operation, that follow-up treatment, that chemotherapy will almost certainly cause her terrible suffering. But it would be wrong for you or for me to try to shield her from that pain by foolishly trying to convince her to fight the disease on her own. She needs to experience this suffering. She needs to pass through it in order to get well. 
Without the suffering, there will be no healing for her, unless she's blessed with a miracle. Most of the young people who are here today will be back in school within the next few days if they're not already. Hopefully they'll be back physically, but all will be back at least virtually. Now, some of you young people might hate school with a passion. I hope you don't. But some of you might. For you sitting in a classroom, reading books and doing three hours of homework every night may be a suffering unlike any other. But it would be wrong for your parents to shield you from that suffering by allowing you to stay in your room all day and play video games. You need to pass through this suffering, which really isn't that bad, and it needs to happen for your own good. After one of my parents' friends in Barrington passed away a number of years ago, his family sent me a prayer card from his funeral. On the back of the card was a little meditation, supposedly recording the words of the deceased. The meditation had this line in it. I'd like the tears of those who grieve to dry before the sun of happy memories that I leave when life is done. In other words, I want their sadness at my death to pass quickly. Here's another suffering we often try to shield people from. The suffering from grief caused by the death of a loved one. It's wrong to shield people from that suffering. People need to grieve, and for much longer than just a few short hours. It's psychologically unhealthy to short-circuit the grief process. Any good psychologist would tell you that. And this, I would say, was one of the worst effects of the pandemic lockdown. There were lots of bad effects, as we all know. This is one of the worst. People who lost loved ones during that time were not able to grieve properly. They were not able to grieve in a healthy way. They were not able to grieve as they needed to grieve. First of all, they couldn't experience support and consolation from family and friends at the wake, because wakes were not allowed. In many places, they still aren't. And even more importantly, they couldn't experience the Lord's consolation and strength that comes through the Eucharist and the Mass, because public Masses were not allowed. People were forced to deal with their losses in almost total isolation. That's not the way it's supposed to be. And that's why if something like this ever happens again, I hope it never does, but if something like this ever happens again, churches should not ask. They should demand to be designated as providing an essential service. Because they do. Bottom line is this, my brothers and sisters, our response to the suffering of other people should include compassion and encouragement and prayer and active assistance. But we always have to beware, lest we make the same mistake Peter made in today's Gospel and try to shield someone from a suffering which they need to experience. Here's one closing, sobering thought. In heaven, there will probably be many people, many, many people, who will look back on their earthly lives and say that their worst sufferings were actually their greatest blessings, because passing through those sufferings brought them to conversion, 
and conversion happily brought them to God's eternal and glorious kingdom. <laughs>